Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Up to 90, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything 90s. This week we discuss Roddy Doyle films. Hello there. Hello everybody. How are you getting on? Welcome to Up to 90 with Julie J and Emma Doran. We're, we're kind of we're kind of <laughs> We're kind of dancing. We're dancing we? for some reason. We're just reason. so happy to be here with you guys. Um, we're bop. physically dancing. To no music. How are you, Emma? Yeah, I'm, I was going to say great, but I was like, I'm not going to start off with Please don't tell me about your life. No, I'm great. <laughs> no, isn't that always the, isn't that always the fear when you ask someone how they are? They're and they give a real to... answer. It's the worst. <sighs> Bad. I mean, if I'm in denial about my emotions... And my bad decision making, you need to be too. Uh, do you remember what did they call me the other day? Remember at that festival? Oh, let's name and shame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny O'Brien okay. said to D-O-P me, comedy. Emma, don't approach me, Doran. I thought that it was, was a secret so that I hate people. I felt bad then because I, it's show, it just shows how fair weather I am because I then jumped on the bandwagon. Yes, you did. I I'm did. glad you and brought it up. Do you know what I thought about after? You. And I hated myself. I had to go home and carve a crosshatch pattern in my I arm. Like, like well, you, I could take this bitch down in two seconds. You, do you have want so me to much on me. Do you want me to get out the WhatsApp fucking audios? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is this bit furry? Okay, I was like, what? they're private. Okay, they are private, those audience. <laughs> but you totally went into like fucking gang mentality. Yeah, she is, isn't what? she? Look at her, the big head in Oh, do you know, I hated myself. <laughs> and I, I was also loving said, it. I also said you look like you were voting no for repeal. I mean, so wrong. I'm so sorry, Emma. I just want to take this moment to apologise. I I actually loved it because it was, it kind of made it exciting. I was like, oh, how far is she going to go with this? Yeah. No, I just saw, you just kind of shot me a look and I was like, I'm going to stop now. It was like, it was like a a 14 year old pouring themselves a glass of wine at the Sunday dinners and you said I could have a taste, ma'am. And then like, the mom giving her a filthy look and they're like, you, oh no, it's you fine. Know what? I won't drink you it. are the queen of analogies. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Okay, so we've yeah. got a lot of tweets about the merch, and don't worry, the merch is definitely on its way. We're not just going to do it half ass if we want it to be really good. So. We have been saying since Christmas, cups, t-shirts. Mm. What else? When you said cup there, I thought of... Um, Mugs, I, no, sorry, sorry can, of can I just say this really quickly? Of I course, researched yeah. moon cups. 
Okay, I'm going to say Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, because I don't want to put people off. But now McGregor. it's just... McGregor! It's popping up on my feed all the oh, time. I'm going to hate that. Should I, did, you know? did you see I put up a bit on my Instagram story about the El Moon Cup? No. I watched Moon Cup Never Boils. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, And it's yes. cast because I actually lost about five male followers on Instagram. <laughs> and I know who you are. I work with you regularly. <laughs> let's I move work on. with you regularly. Let's move on from the Moon okay, Cup. Okay, so it's not, we're looking it's not at, right one. at today, Emma, we're going to look at a couple of films, I think. Yes. First one, we're going to look at The Commitments, Roddy Doyle. Do you remember that one? I do. Absolutely love it. For me now... The only thing that put me off at watching it oh, again. Here we go. No, watching it again years later, because mm-hmm. I watched it quite recently, okay. was some of the cursing for me felt forced. Really? Yeah. Okay. But apart from that, I absolutely love it. Okay. It's the best film ever. And Andrea Core, I love that cameo. Well, it wasn't a cameo well, at the time. Well, this is it. So, like, it's gas when you look, because obviously, you know, we take our research seriously. We do, yeah. So, The Commitment's 1991 film based on a book by Roddy Doyle. Yes. It was like his glory years, really, wasn't it? The it was 90s. based on his 1987 book. I mean, he owned Dublin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a big fan of Roddy. Like, I don't mean that, like, I, you know, I don't want that to sound kind of scathing because he is great. He needs to be on, why haven't they got him on Cutting Edge? He needs to be a bigger deal because he's mm. so, he's so intelligent. But I, what I really love about him is that he's so grounded. Like, he just captures Dublin so well. Like, he's just Well, I don't know if he is ordinary. grounded. I don't know him personally. Well, I don't know. Well, oh, sorry. Have I picked totally the wrong adjective there? I see. Maybe he isn't grounded. Well, like, I'll put it to you this way: if he goes into a coffee shop, does he order like oh, just a tea or just a coffee or whatever, or does he start saying, "I'll have soya milk"? Or well, you, you know? see, what I liked about him was that he kept teaching, even when he was a successful writer. I liked that. Tight. Well, maybe he's tight, <laughs> and also <laughs> no, majorly like paranoid by me. I just there's I like something him. I like about him. I know, I do just like in him, interviews yeah. and stuff. I mean, I know what you mean that like maybe he isn't grounded. Maybe that's the wrong word. Commitments, right? Yes, tell so us the commitments about it. It's is set in the north side of Dublin, Ireland, and Jimmy Rabbit. I mean, instant comedy. Is a young music fanatic who aspires yeah. to manage an Irish soul band in the tradition of 1960s African American recording artists. He places an advert in the local newspaper and holds auditions in his parents' home. I do you know the Jimmy character? Mm-hmm. I thought who do you know who played him? Um, no, I have to find that out. But he was a fun, he was fantastic in that movie. He was great. But he was. I never remember seeing him in anything else ever again. Well, you see, the funny thing is that a lot of them disappeared. So Robert... Like he was the lead. You know Robert I mean? Atkins was Jimmy Rabbit. Okay. okay. Robert Atkins was uh, Jimmy Rabbit. And he was from Drumcondra. I don't think he did very... He basically... He would no acting experience prior to the commitments. That was his first role. And then he like did some vocals on various like random albums. But that was it. He did, he he did come back and he was on the tour for the commitments. But like acting wise, I think it was just kind of, it was a bit of a flash in the pan for him. I thought he was a real natural talent. Maybe he didn't want though. You know, not everyone. He did, he did in 2011, he joined fellow various cast members from the commitments to perform a series of concerts across Ireland. Yeah, so that was kind of a bit of a little reunion tour, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, in the interim, I mean, I don't think he did anything. He did a couple of like short films, but he he was very impressive. He was a natural, wasn't he? Yeah, Um, I loved him in it. Colin Meany, of course, you know, he hung around. Uh, Andrew Strong, I loved him. He was my favourite character. He was the, you know, 
he was the you're gonna say, do the voice now I wanted to do I the know. voice so bad <laughs> run Sally run all you wanna do is I just send them like this is you when sober imagine you singing this drunk <laughs> you'd be like whoa check please I'm so morose when I'm drunk <laughs> I he had a fantastic voice of, I know I'm stating the obvious yeah, but he but was he really did and he now he did do a few things so he, he did yeah he actually randomly me because he was originally from Tyrone actually uh, he was a Nordy and he was nominated for, for a Grammy in 1991 which is such a big deal like I mean uh, we need to think back okay I know the people you know listening to us probably were not even around in 91 but like that was such a massive like do you remember my left foot at the Oscars yeah such a big deal but I can remember this guy being nominated for the Grammy and everyone was so excited because the commitments did well in the States and they had a big tour after it and they, they released all the music still and touring like I mean that's a long crazy. time for it I mean like that is what 27 years it's a lot like, yeah that's like Andrew years. that's like Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff there but like he, they did now look it grossed 15 million which you know I 15. suppose I remember, 15 million dollars okay, yeah. in the States Oh, right, okay. Which, you know, made it a bit of a cult classic, but at the time it took on, like it was up against it because the week it was released in the United States, it was up against Terminator 2 and Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. So like for it to do well that week really oh. says something, yeah. 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 And the reviews and stuff were great. Andrew Strong, sorry, kind of digressed a bit there. So he uh, went off and he ran, this is so random. So he was touring with the Rolling Stones Elton John, Prince, poor old Prince, couldn't stand the sesh, bless him. Lenny Kravitz, who I still maintain is the hottest man in pop. I knew you'd be a, a Would you? Woman, do I yeah. scream Lenny? You do, yeah. My but way. I always thought he was out of my knee. What would you do? He... No, but what would, that, what, what would you do with Lenny? How would you spend an evening with him? That's where, that, it's all right saying, oh, mad for Lenny, mad for Lenny. But if he comes over, he's like, Judy, what's the crack? Uh, are you free tonight? And you're like, yeah, I just have to get out of my gym wear that I'm wearing to the podcast. But yeah, I'm free. Okay. Knock in, knock in about half nine. Just... What are you going to do with him? Well, look, it's a family friendly Panics. podcast, no, but, Emma. No, but panic stations. I'd like, right, I'll make some nachos. Then I'm like, oh, does he eat nachos? <laughs> Does he eat dairy? I don't know. What would he drink? Yeah, there'd be a bit of that. Yeah, it could go either way with Lenny. But I kind of thought he was out of my league. But then when he started dating Nicole. (laughs) But then when he started. (laughs) Don't slag my confidence. I kind of thought he was out of my league. No, but. Then when he started dating Nicole Kidman. Then I was like, I'm in, I'm in the running. yeah, yeah. Pale and ginger were like, hello. Hello is right. So Rolling Stones, Elton John, Prince, Lenny Kravitz and Brian Adams have all seen Andrew Strong. Like, that's some list there. So he's basically kind of just, but he had a falling out, I think, with the, no, okay, sorry, I don't want to get sued. Maybe he didn't have a falling out with people, but he did not uh, join the rest of them with the official tribute act. He could have been sick. He could have had other commitments. But he didn't come back until 2011. His own uh, way. Yeah. Andrea right. Corey, you've already mentioned, remember, was the little sister, yeah. Sharon. Uh, she she was just always do, stunning. Do, 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 do. <laughs> she was like this <laughs> crazed fairy child, wasn't she? 
But they don't even seem to get old, those sisters. The albums then, of course, the soundtracks, like obviously, you know, mm. it was kind of the early 90s Irish equivalent of Toy Story. Like there were a lot of tapes floating around. And Neve Kavanagh was on the tape. She did backing vocals. Oh, and she? can you think of another very famous um, musician, probably the most famous Dublin musician of our time? I think he's from Port Marnock or somewhere. Maybe not Port Marnock, somewhere around there. Jerry. Take this sinking ship. Oh, Glenn. Po- Sorry. Glenn. Didn't Glenn answered. Well so Glenn had a walk on part. Oh, he did. And oh, he, he was in it. He was in it. He was in the band. Yeah, yeah. A couple other people. Maria Doyle Kennedy, who yes. is such a stunner. She went on and had a bit of an acting career and was actually in Downton Abbey and stuff. I've never watched yeah. it. But I'm saying that like I'm impressed because I know I should be. Mm. Brona Gallagher, who I think is so underrated. And if you're listening to this podcast, obviously don't do it while listening to the podcast. But once this podcast who? is complete, Gallagher? go to Spotify. Brona Gallagher, she's amazing. Another Nordy. Yeah. And she's just fab because I saw her in Dingle not so long ago. And she's just a real one for going around playing these small gigs. And she's just brill. Check her out if you if you don't know her. And Angeline Paul, I'm just going to finish now going through the, the whole cast list with this interesting yeah. fact. Angeline Paul, mm-hmm. uh, she was that gorgeous blonde. Do you remember? Yeah. She, this is so random. Do you remember My Girl? Yeah. Course. My girl too, mm-hmm. Veda, because you know obviously Veda doesn't have her mom. Yeah. Uh flashback oh, to the mom and she played the, the mom. Oh she played the mom. Isn't didn't that she? so random? And she was Imelda, wasn't she, in the thing? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were Isn't gonna that say random? She, she played the dad's girlfriend or something. And then a couple of fun quotes from the commitments. You um, bleeding bollocks you. You're so bleeding is that, you. is that what you think, Jimmy? They'll be eating chips out of our Knickers. You make it sinister or something. Um, oh, yeah. So this one, the Irish are the blacks of Europe. Yeah. Jimmy D- says Dubliners that. are the blacks of Ireland. There's a pattern here, Emma. Yeah, I know. And the Northsiders are the blacks of Dublin. Dublin. Yeah. And then he did this whole thing of like, oh, you know, I'm black. Say it loud. Say it proud. And there was a lot of at the time, there was a lot of people going around thinking they were black. I mean, there was a lot of cultural appropriation at the time. Yeah. But you can um, get away with it now. But no, but I'm not saying that was necessarily a negative thing, like, but I just think it's interesting that there was such a fascination with the time because I think that was part of the part of the narrative was that they were, uh, you know, at some point one of the characters says, "I think we're a bit white for this." And Jimmy's mm. like, "No, no, no, like we've got it in us." And he was kind of trying to, I suppose, kind of work the soul in the group. But like it it's like it's interesting looking back now because I'm not sure. Like it is compl- it is cultural appropriation com isn't it would it work now no i think i think everyone's just a bit more aware like i think there's something quite endearing about it but then uh, there's something slightly disconcerting as well like is it slightly i'm not saying you know i know it wasn't malevolent in any way but i just think like there's something slightly disconcerting about so this is what you're going to say to roddy doyle when you meet him at a coffee shop, and he's no, but I, I know it's co- I know it's coming from a, a a good place, but I just think it's kind of disconcerting appropriating another culture completely like that. It's on one, the one hand, I think it's you know endearing and it's flattering and all the rest. Is, oh, but on I the other hand, is, is it now. too easy? This is you taking the Gwelgor angle. Do you want them up there smacking around? I love you. Chicken. I love soul music. I love it. 
But then you see, maybe that's the whole point is like, you know, they kind of take it on and make it their own. Yeah, that's the whole point oh, of the movie. Oh, is that what? The, okay, that's the whole thing about. No, them. it's just because you know. But you know the way we've discussed the nineties can be a bit misogynist. You know, you look back yeah. now, you're like, Different it was times. a bit homophobic, bit misogynistic. Yeah, bit you know a little bit kind of a little bit racist. Mm. Um, but I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying the commitment was, but it's just placed in a different time. Looking back now. With a different vantage point, it's funny how you see things that you maybe would yes. not have spotted. Ah, yeah, at the no time. one would have thought about it at the time. Roddy, I'm not saying you're the or word because you're definitely not. Oh God, I didn't know we were taking it that far. Um, can we do another movie? Yeah, of course. So we're going to 1993. Oh, okay. You were in 1991. The Snapper. Oh, such a classic. Snapper. It was on not so long ago, wasn't it? It's on TV three about. Once a week, I think they've got some contract. But basically, the family. Do you know the name of the family in the Snapper? Oh God! When I'm put on the spot, I'll tell you. Maybe when I say her first name, you'll know Sharon. Sha- well, I know Sharon. Sharon Curley. Curley. So oh, basically, the story is Sharon Curley is twenty. She gets pregnant. She's the eldest in her family, mm-hmm. and she's got. Let me think now. I was watching it the other day. One, two, three, four, four siblings. And she's not married and she's living at home and she's working. But Curly, basically, that name had to be changed because when Roddy Doyle wrote it, they were originally Rabbit. It was the same name as Jimmy oh. in The Commitments, you see, because it was the trilogy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one in the trilogy, do you know? The Barrytown trilogy. Yeah. Um, the Van. You did Aww. it. She gave me such a big smile. Did I? You got I know because I disappointed you in not getting the whole um, mm. premise we'll of the commitments. Okay, <laughs> the whole premise of the podcast. Looking back Sorry. at things and how different they look now. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I think what I love about the snapper, as I obviously love the snapper, but uh, again, it's Calamini. Obviously, who else would play the dad? I know who else would play the dad, but it's her relationship with her dad. Oh, I love that relationship. It's amazing. So he's actually, it's, they're really close. Mm -hmm. Sharon and her dad. And she tells the parents, I just think the writing is so incredible. Like the first scene, she's coming down the stairs and you know just by her face that there's something wrong. And she comes in. The acting is amazing. She comes into the kitchen and she tells the parents Mm -hmm. that she's pregnant and I love that scene because do you know what I love as well is the mom the dad is such an Irish dad in his reaction but the mom acts it so well oh brilliant yeah so he's all like you should have t- come to us before you were doing this and yeah 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 yeah. so you tell us you were going to get pregnant yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. and I think the mom's just in shock and She's then the little, yeah. the little sister comes oh, in, comes in. Do you remember in the, in the band with yeah. the with the what is she doing again? She's playing an instrument. No, she's got she's in majorettes oh, and she's yeah. got one of the stick and things. And she just comes in the door, yeah, like the back door. And he says to her, "What are you wearing on your face?" And she's like, "Shaving foam." He's like, "Great, fucking grand, fantastic!" Like the house going mad. And then it's actually this is something that I saw that they do in the movie, which I think is really clever. Is um, somebody next door, the next door neighbor who I don't think we ever really like get who that next door neighbor is, is singing opera. Oh. Hmm. 
And it reminded me of, you know, the royal family. Mm-hmm. You watch the royal family? Mm, and Denise is upstairs and she's yeah. about to have the baby and she has her cassette player and she plays the music. So I like when they add music into things that it's mm. not soundtrack music. It's mm-hmm. actually happening mm-hmm. in real time mm-hmm. in the thing. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Yeah. Because it feels a lot realer. Oh, big time. So whatever, that was just my little thing that I loved. But I just absolutely loved the film. And so the whole thing throughout the film is that who you have enough are oh, sure, is the big course. thing. Yeah, and yeah, she's, yeah. she's not giving that up at all. Mm-hmm. And it takes her until she's about <laughs> six months pregnant to come up with the story that she's having a for a Spanish sailor. Oh, yeah. Course, yeah. And her friends, her friend, so she's one, she, when you meet her first, she has her little group of friends. So it's herself and three other friends. And then it turns out that the friendships are broken because there's rumours going around that she's having the baby for Mr. Borges. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff going on. But um, Jackie is her one like remaining friend. And Jackie knows that the sailor story is absolute bullshit. Jackie's the ride or die bitch. Yeah, but she just goes with it. She just, you know, and she says, oh, did you not get his hat? Because she knows other Uh, ones that have been with the Spanish sailors. She's like, oh, no, I forgot to actually get the hat. But um, if you take nothing else from the podcast... Always get the hat. <laughs> Always okay. get the hat. Always yeah. get that hat. But obviously, the very interesting scene in that movie is that she doesn't actually. At the start, I don't think she actually knows. Mm-hmm. She can't remember who the dad is. Do you think so that she doesn't? Is there a moment where she realizes? I think. Well, maybe she knows, but there is a moment that she realizes. Yeah. So she gets, or she basically she goes out with the dad, and she has a drink with him. The mom decides to stay home mm-hmm. and his dad says, oh, you Stay home and cry, let's face it. Well, she's going to slip off to bed and then he goes off to the fellas. And of course, Brendan Gleeson oh. is Lester. Yes. Oh Isn't my God, that, I had forgotten a, that. Yeah, fantastic oh. character. Oh, sure, he's brilliant. Having yeah, yeah. a baby is the most natural thing in the world. Oh. It's beautiful. Oh. And they're all slagging him. You know that character? I love him. So, um, yeah, he slips off to the lads and I think he tells them and she goes to the mates and she gets drunk but when she goes home she starts kind of remembering it's gas you know because I thought that when I watched it there again recently it's funny again like I'm, I, it's finally clicking what this podcast is about <laughs> but the fact that she goes off on the lash with the dad the, and yes. she's preggers like yeah. were people kind of were people kind of at that crack in the early 90s so it was 93 and I think by the so way, I'm not saying people don't do it now, but you know, I just thought it was like, that was interesting how that was just kind of like, come on, we'll go on the lash. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I think it would have only been set in the 90s. Because yeah. there is this kind of thing of football in the background or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know. And then obviously as well, the fact that she was absolutely hammered mm. when your man came up to her. We were talking about that. Car. Yeah. And you see, at I, the time, everyone was like, oh, she was hammered. But now when people look back at it, at they're the kind of like. It's funny because at the time, I can remember watching that with my auntie and everyone just having a big laugh at that. Yeah, it was just like she was locked. And isn't it so interesting, even in the current climate, that would not be met with the same reaction now. No, you could still obviously do it in a movie, but it wouldn't be the same wouldn't story. Wouldn't be the same reading. No, it wouldn't be. Do, would not do, be treated the same. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But you see, there was it was complicated, wasn't it? Because with that scene, she's kind of egging him on, isn't she? But she is hammered. She's egging him on a bit, and she's hammered. But then she, when he walks away, there's that line when she says, "Who, who was that?" Oh, I forgot that bit. Yeah, yeah. and then do you remember what she called the baby? Oh, 
I can't remember. Oh, it's Spanish name, was it? No. No, what was it? So she had a girl. Yeah. And obviously it's lovely because it's all about family and the relationship with and her and the so dad. And the dad is the dad is reading up about pregnancy oh, and stop, I'm gonna cry. Do you know, like I love that bit. Yeah. You know these how you feel and all that thing. She starts laughing. She's in the bed, she's just had the baby, whatever, and she starts laughing and she looks over and she's like, I called the baby Georgina. Oh, so funny. I mean, what? But um, yeah, I absolutely love it. Can I tell you anything interesting about it? No, just and it, like if you haven't seen it, obviously just bloody well watch it. But I mean, it's on all the time. Oh, like things I loved in it, like just little there were so references. Many elements. You know, like the the younger brother getting the be um the mountain bike mm. for his birthday because mm-hmm. obviously Stephen Roach was so big at the time. time. Yeah, all the lads were getting. And the dad's, was the so dad's timing them, but he's oh. not paying attention at all. And he's like, yeah, come on, keep it going. I love it. There's like a circuit in the estate. <laughs> and it was. Do you remember everyone was just mad for the cycling after Stephen? Oh, my God. Like, where were, the men, where were all the mountain bikes gone? You my mother would say bikes were very expensive back then. They were. I hate cycling. Do you? Well, do you remember last year I went on a Dublin bike for one weekend? And I, do you remember I came off at James's Street? <laughs> My tire got stuck in the Lewis, <laughs> the Lewis track, and some lad who had disconcertingly—I'm going to use that word again—it's the word of the podcast—been loitering around a street corner. Came running with his hands down his pants. Came running over and was like, "I've been peeling, peeling ones off those tracks all day." It's <laughs> like I was bleeding from the knees. And the worst part of Dublin bikes is that you That's have to then wheel it. it. You have to wheel it to bike stand and then all the bikes were full at that stand so I had to wheel it so like it's like having a fight with your fella in the car and you can't jump out like mm. you're stuck with them how long ago was this knocking on a year listen can I just say I just want to qualify that I love Roddy Doyle and I was yes. just saying about the whole like I just think it's interesting <laughs> I'm look I'm not saying you know I'm not saying it's you know, I'm not. Look, what we say at the podcast stays in the podcast. Okay, it's That's just me the and rule you. Of the podcast. Okay, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> like when we were talking last week about Christina Aguilera, how she was actually gone from she went from fake tanning to blacking up. You know, it's oh, not yes. that level of no. you know. Yeah. But what yeah. about those pictures recently of her? Amazing, <gasps> amazing. But she's had her lips done or something, Emma. I'm not buying yeah. that. Nobody goes on a magazine cover well, totally natural. Look, we'll have to do a whole episode about Christina. Yeah, but look, the moral of the story is we're a big fan of the Roddy. Yeah. Fans of the Commitments. Stephen Roach. I love that soundtrack, The Commitments. Stephen Roach, give him a thumbs up. <laughs> um, Jeez, we Colin get Meany any, we, is the we dad just of peaked, Ireland. We just peaked on L one there. We Give did. him a thumbs up. <laughs> and um, yeah, Morgan Freeman always plays God and Colomini always plays the dad. And that's just yeah. how it is. Except okay. for Star Trek. Well, that was fine. Yes. Yeah, so what's our Twitter? Let's Twitter people. is at up to 90, up to, at up to 90 podcasts. Yeah. We really want the tweets and like send abusive ones as well. And we'll like and retweet. Okay. okay, we don't want abuse. We just want positive, positive feedback. But we're well able to handle it, Emma. Like, you know me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> On that note. Okay, guys, yeah. we'll talk to you next week. Thanks See for ya. listening. Thanks. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.